Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Pet Psychic Radio Show on blogtalkradio.com, starring our very own world-renowned pet psychic, Laura Stinchfield. Hey, everybody. I'm Laura Stinchfield, the pet psychic, and I can hear animals telepathically who are living now as well as those who have crossed over. I dedicate my life to teaching humans and animals how to understand each other better. So open up. Um, open up a new tab on your web browser right now and go to thepetpsychic.com where you can find out tons more about Laura, the pet psychic, and you have uh, tips on there, tips on animal communication, animal behavior, and you can order gift certificates still for the holidays. So you are now listening to the Pet Psychic Radio Show on blogtalkradio.com. Call in at 917-889-2693. That's 917-889-2693. Uh, you can also log into our chat room where there are people already chatting away. Uh, you can talk to other listeners, ask Laura questions. I'll be in there kind of moderating, uh, hanging out. Thanks for joining us. I'm your producer, co-host, Aiku Sahara. We have Kendra and Diana on the phone lines. Thanks, ladies, for helping us out. And get ready and call in, callers. Uh, happy birthday, Laura. Thank you. It Thanks, was Laura's Laura. birthday yesterday. Yeah, I turned 40. Really? That's pretty awesome. Wow, yeah. what a big one. I know. Happy I know. birthday. So, you know, what else is really exciting is it was Nancy Stone's birthday yesterday, too. And for all of you listeners, Nancy is the wonderful lady who books all our rescue guests. So, um, it was her birthday yesterday as well. And so I have a some happy birthday wishes from her dogs that her dogs wanted me to tell her. Um, her dog Deacon says, I wish my mom's life is full of peaceful sleep and generous friends. <laughs> so cute. I wonder if Nancy's been sleeping well. Yeah. And Nancy is really generous, so I think, like Deacon is saying, you know, like, uh, it would be nice if, if her friends were as generous as Nancy is. Katie yeah. says, I wish my mom long walks on the beach with me and Deacon and good movies to watch at night that have animal adventures in them. <laughs> Which is really cute, too, because Katie sometimes can be naughty when she sees another dog on a leash, just sort of makes a scene. And um, so sometimes Nancy leaves Katie at home and just takes Deacon to the beach. I wouldn't say leave him at home. She usually brings her to, like, doggy daycare or something. Right. So so Katie's saying, hey, I wish that I could go on the beach too. <laughs> so cute. That's so cute. Anything Happy else? No, that's it. <laughs> Happy birthday, Nancy. That's so cool. Yeah, thank you to Nancy for everything that she does um, for our show as well as all the rescue work that she does because she's awesome and such an amazing person. Yeah, she does so much for rescue, so much. Yeah, yeah. Um, Did you do anything special for your birthday? I did. I had such a great birthday. I, um, I went and I hung out with the courses in the afternoon. And um, I went to Mary's Secret Garden, which is a vegan restaurant, and I just, like, ate the most delicious food. And uh, I had lunch with my mom and dad. My mom and dad were in town. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's just just a great day. I'm really excited for my 40s. That's great. Wow. Is your your mom still here? Yeah, my mom and dad are still here. They're here until Saturday. Oh, I wanted to meet them. Oh, yeah. Well, they'll be here for the whole month of February. Oh, that's right. Great. And you know what? I was talking to my mom and dad about getting them on their show. I want them to call into the show. Oh, that would be so cool. Yeah, that would be awesome. We should definitely have them call in. I know. I should. I really should. I want to know what um, Laura the Pet Psychic's parents sound like. (laughs) Yeah, right? I know. You know, my dad's a hunter. 
<laughs> no way. Yeah, he hunts ducks. No. Birds. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, now I, we really total, have to talk to him. <laughs> he's a total animal lover. You know, we all grew up on a horse farm. He loves animals, but he hunts. And it's really hard for me. I'm like, you're shooting animals that have mates, you know? Yeah. But his hunting club, I will say this. I'm not a huge fan of the whole hunting thing. But his hunting club donates all their food to the homeless, all the birds they kill. No. So they, they feed the homeless, which is nice. I mean, your dad owns a sushi restaurant. Yes. So how do you feel about that being a vegan? It's really hard, but, you know, I grew up in it. And, I mean, I think that's one of the reasons why I am vegan. You know, because I had to see fish being chopped my whole life. Oh. So, you know, um, I don't know. And I have a hard time though with fish because I feel like, I mean, I know fish have life and they're sentient beings as well, but if somehow I, maybe it's because I grew up with it that I don't feel as bad. Is that horrible to say? Um, you know, but as like. What? So it doesn't make any sense because you just said you think you're vegan because you stopped fish being No, no, no. I, you yes. don't have. Mm-hmm. You don't have empathetic feelings towards fish. That doesn't make sense. No, I know, but I'm saying as much. Um, I think I don't have as bad a feeling. I mean, that I I am vegan. One of the reasons being that my dad did kill a lot of fish, and you know, I, it affects the environment and all that. But you the whole feeling of fish thing, I don't know. You know what else? Also, and I don't know. I'm I'm just kind of speculating here. Mm-hmm. But you know, I recently became a vegan, and mm-hmm. everyone has said to me like, "How could you like not be a vegan already?" You know, I was a vegetarian since I was nine, but I just became a vegan. And I think that really what was hard for me was like the whole animal rights thing. Is that it just I? You know, I all their thoughts and feelings of the animals, especially through pictures, runs through my body. And, like, knowing about all that stuff, like, deeply, literally made me exhausted and depressed. Mm-hmm. And I think that I, I don't know, I wouldn't say I closed my eyes to it, but I think I, I didn't allow myself to fully see it because I, would, I wouldn't be able to function in this world if I, at that time. Now I have better skills on, on, on controlling my energy. But maybe you feel that because it's so intense, the amount of dying fish that you have to somewhat, like, say, oh, my God, I don't know this, this, so that you right. don't feel bad. Yeah, there definitely, I think, is that component to it, for sure. For mm-hmm. sure. I mean, I, I mean, I grew up in this. That's That's all I've known since I was three years old. And that's oh such a big part of my culture, too, so... Oh, you know. sweet little fishies. <laughs> no, you know, I have to say this, but I had one of those, like, little Japanese fighting fish, you know, those betas? Yeah. His name was Moses, okay? And I got him at Petco. He was, like, in one of those little, you know, they come in, like, these teeny tiny glasses. And I was, like, so in love with this fish. I swear that this fish, this was before I was a professional animal communicator, this fish knew when I, before I would even come home, and he would start, like, swimming circles in his tank that my friends would tell me before I even got home. And then when I would get home, he would come up and, like, be all excited to see me. And it wasn't because I fed him. You know, I did feed him, but it was just, like, he really loved me. And, you know, by the time he died, he had, like, this huge aquarium with, like, temperature control and life control (laughs) and live plants and everything. Yeah. He was so sweet. I loved him. So they definitely have, like, I mean, those little betas have, he has, like, extreme consciousness. Yeah, well, maybe we could, uh, if callers have any fish, maybe they can try and call in. Yeah. We've never I talked to a fish before. I family that had me once a month to talk to their three goldfish. Really? Yeah. Okay, well, we need to get some fish on the line, so if the fish can call in, that would be great, because maybe, you know, it will make me (laughs) understand better. (laughs) Calling all fish. Uh, Okay, so we're going to talk to, uh, take some calls. 
uh, for okay. our listeners. Get ready. Start preparing your animal to be on the air by asking your questions to your pet. And, Laura, if you can tell them how to do that. Okay. So um, what you're going to do is you're just just be really clear on what your question is. As long as you're really clear in your mind about what that question is, um, your animal is going to get it. So, like, for instance, if you want to say to your animal, do you have any pain in your body? Look at your animal or think of your animal and ask that question and kind of imagine your animal's body and then imagine scanning the body for any pain. So, like, if you know what it thinks looks like when you kind of go internal and you kind of scan your body. Oh, I think we've lost Laura. Um, I don't know where she went, but we will get her back on the line here on Pet Psychic Radio. Hold on one moment, please. Laura, where are you? Um, maybe we can start getting a caller ready. So let me get Laura uh, with Brave. Hey, Laura. Hello. Hi there. Um, while we're getting Laura set up back on the line, can yeah, you I'm tell? Back. Okay, I'm great. Back. Can you tell no, us wait. about um, Brave the Roddy? What's going on? Can you guys hear me? Yes. Yeah. Go oh, ahead. good. Okay. Um, hi. Um, I rescued Brave a couple days ago from um, uh, Liberty Humane Society in Jersey City, New Jersey. And he is a beautiful, sweet Rottweiler um, who's very underweight. Um, And they found him about a month, month and a half ago wandering the streets. The police picked him up, apparently, and brought him to Liberty. And um, I was lucky enough to find him, and we were able to bring him home. And he's been with us, as I said, for about two days. Um, I have two small dogs already at home, and I have two young small children. So at first I was a little apprehensive um, bringing any rescue home, but I just had such a good feeling from him, um, as did my whole family, my children, and my dogs, actually. Um, So I'm calling just to see if I, I don't know anything about him. I don't know his age. I don't know where he comes from. I don't know you know, what makes him happy, what makes him sad, if he has any triggers, like things that we should look out for that upset him. Um, You know, I want to give him the best possible home, and I also want to, you know, make the transition as easy with my dogs and my children um, as possible. So it it seems to be great two days in, but um, any insight that, Laura, you could give me? um, Okay. Okay. So first he said that he came, that he used to live in a dog house. And that some neighborhood kids came and set him free. And he said that he likes kids. And I like the kids that I live with now. Oh, good. And also the little dogs, I would never hurt them. Oh, Sometimes I get a little bit scared. I get a little bit scared when they come close to me when I'm sleeping. Oh, because I forget where I am. Sometimes I wake up and I wonder where I am. That's actually really common for animals that have been rescued. Sometimes they can have like a little bit of post-traumatic stress or they can have, um, you know, like when they close their eyes, they sort of go back to their old situation. And then when they open up their eyes, they're confused at first on where they are. It takes them a second. So mm-hmm. it's really important for you to, you might know this already, but just not to have your kids wake brave up just for right. the next five months or something, you know, just let, you know, I mean, they can call him from a distance, but just don't go over and pet him to wake him up. Okay, good to know. And also, he says, if I get to stay here, will I get to sleep on one of their beds? <laughs> That's really funny because they're they have little little beds and Desi, you know that's very funny because he's already taken over Desi's bed. But the first night he was here, Desi was just Brave got onto the couch where Desi sleeps and Desi just sat there and like barked and barked and barked and barked and barked at him until Brave got down. <laughs> and then Brave just got down and then Desi jumped back up and now they share the couch so they're both on the couch together. Oh good. Um, 
Yeah, no, they're getting along really, really well, but it's just funny because they, he doesn't have a proper bed yet because I just didn't know, like, what to get him. He has, like, his own big mat, but they each do have, like, little beds. Um, but um, that is very funny because Desi yeah, loves his bed. Yeah, I want my own, he said. I want my Yeah, own. okay. I'll get him his own bed. And also I like big bowls. He likes big bowls or balls? I like really big bowls of food. I think at <laughs> one I think at one time someone must have fed him in like this gigantic bowl and fed him like junk kibble, you know, and just poured right. junk kibble in this huge bowl. Um I want free food. Like meaning he wants to be free fed. But that's how <laughs> happen at your house, right? No, that does not happen. Yeah, so I'm going to tell him he's going to be, is Are your is your feeding on a schedule? Well, he gets fed in the mornings and in the evenings, but, um, and we're we're giving him, um, you know, Stella and Chewy's, and he gets treats throughout the day just because we want him to put on weight. He's probably about mm. 20, 30 pounds underweight. Wow. Um, yeah, so he's been getting lots of treats. So he does get free fed a little bit, but we just want to be careful with that because, like, he threw up last night because I think he had more food yesterday than he's had in a very long time. He so said I like, need another meal. Yeah, he's going to. It's almost his dinner time. We're, we're, we want to put weight on him, but we don't want to rush it because we don't want to get him sick or, like, too heavy too fast. Yeah, he said he threw up because he had medicine in his belly. Do you know what that is? Um. He he did have his he was neutered on Tuesday and then he got all his vaccinations on Tuesday so perhaps um, he still had it in his belly from yesterday. Yeah, that makes sense for sure. Yeah, yeah, that will wow. be in his body for a while. Vaccinated. Yeah, he got all his vaccinations when we picked him up. Oh, he's so sweet. I want to stay in the family forever. All right, good because we want him forever. Are they going to give me a nickname? Um, does he want it? He wants a nickname because the, the name Brave was what his name was at the shelter, and we kind of felt my daughter named him Brownie. Does he like Brownie? <laughs> yeah, I like Brownie, and I like Brave Brownie. Okay, Brave Brownie. That's really funny because that's kind of what they wanted to call him. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, thank you so much, Brave and Laura, for calling in. Thank you guys so much. Such a character. Love it. Yes, thank you. Bye. Thank you, Laura. Bye. Keep us posted, Laura. Keep us posted. I definitely will. I definitely will because I want you guys to tell me what the little dogs next time maybe think about his being here. Oh, good. Cool. Thank you. Thanks. What a character. Brave Brownie, how cute is that? And the kids must have been saying it. Yeah. I think the little dogs like him. Yeah. They like him. Aw. So we have our very special guest on the line right now. Um, we have Ann Gardner from Potbelly Manor. Hi, Ann. Hi, and happy birthday to everybody. <laughs> Thanks, Ann. You're right. Nancy is incredible, of course, as are you. Aw. Yeah. Nancy is awesome. I'm so glad to have you on our show, um, Potbelly Manor. Uh, for our listeners, please go to uh, potbellymanor.org. Is that still the correct web address? Yes, that is absolutely correct. And we're also on Facebook and Twitter. Yes, I follow you on Twitter um, at Potbelly Manor. So yep. um, if you're on Twitter, check them out at Potbelly Manor. I love your all your posts and things like that. Um, tell us a little bit about Potbelly Manor and your organization. Okay, well, Potbelly Manor was started in 1995 by Liz Smith and Audrey Agley when they discovered that potbelly pigs were disposable animals and had a lot of the same problems with homelessness as do dogs and cats. And they decided that they wanted to, they had an affinity for the breed um, for potbelly pigs and they wanted to do something about the homeless potbelly pig problem. So they started taking in potbelly pigs and they became a 501c3 in 2004. And then I hooked up with them because I also do rescue. I do pig rescue and feral cat rescue. And I did a rescue in 2009 from a hoarding situation and they took some of the pigs. So we've kind of 
been working together since then, and um, they're going through a really rough time now with the economy, and we've had a lot of sick animals and mm-hmm. a lot of vet bills and stuff this mm-hmm. year. So we're trying to do what we can to regroup and, and save the organization, but it's it's been a really tough year. Yeah. <laughs> As it has been for a lot of refugees. Right, right. And for people who are thinking about uh, adopting uh, pigs, what kind of home um, do pigs need? Well, pigs need to be able to go outside. You can have them in your house, um, but one of the difficulties is that they're very, very smart, and they will open the refrigerator, and they will see what's going on in the cupboards. They have to be, uh, have be occupied and they have to be able to spend some time outside rooting because that's their natural behavior. But they can be taught to do tricks. They definitely can be litter box trained. I have two house pigs, and I'm at work right now, and they're home. They sleep all day just like the dog does. People just want to keep in mind that it's a commitment just like every other animal, and they have to do their research. Yeah, and how big are can these pigs get? Well, pigs will typically get anywhere from 75 pounds. The potbelly pig breed, the Vietnamese mm-hmm. potbelly pigs, will get probably from 75 pounds to it could be 150, 175. Um, there is no such thing as a micro teacup pig. You know, Paris Hilton went out and got a little pig, and she found out the hard way that it grows full size. They have not yet engineered a breed of pig that is a micro or a mini pig and you can pay four or five thousand dollars, but you're still going to get a pig that's a full size pig eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, wow! Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a scam going on right now that we're trying to educate, you know, potential pig adopters about is that the breeding just isn't there yet. There may someday be a small like Chihuahua sized pig, but not yet. Right. And when you and you know, as they you told us, they open refrigerator doors and things like that. Do you pig proof your house? Well, my pigs are in the laundry room, and they have a dog door, so they have access to the outside. When I'm home, they go outside and um, do their business outside, and they root around and, um, you know, get their sunlight and stuff. Mm-hmm. But but you do have to make allowance for the fact that if a pig gets bored, it will start destroying things. Right, so just like dogs a- do. Yeah, they have a yeah. very active mind, and they're very inquisitive. Right. And sometimes wow. they just do it because it's entertaining to them. <laughs> One of my house pigs just thinks, you know, I I just wear she does things just because it entertains her, and that's fine because it's all about her and the animals at my house anyway. Right. So uh, how can our how can our listeners help out the Potbelly Manor? Well, um I've redone the website, and we've set up an option on the home page of our website for people to be able to sponsor an animal. In addition to pigs, uh, I personally support all the pigs at the rescue. So financially, their grain and feed and vet bills, I pay for all that. But we have other animals there as well. We have Simon, a 16-year-old goat. We have Wickford, who is a cow that was saved from a um, dairy farm. He was going to be a real calf. And there's llamas, there's 35 pigeons, there's a couple of ducks, and there's a feral cat colony. So people can go on to potbellymanor.org, and they can sponsor an animal. And that would be tremendously helpful. Or they can they can email us at info at potbellymanor.org, and I can help them set that up as well. Great. So for our listeners, please, please, please go to potbellymanor.org, check it out, and if you can donate or... Uh, help out in any way, this is a really, really great cause. So please do that. Uh, Today we're going to be talking to Benjamin. Yeah, Benjamin um, was the companion of Amelia, who we talked to in June. And Benjamin passed over the summer about a month after his companion, Amelia. And he had a really tough passing because he was in congestive heart failure and the euthanasia solution was not able to circulate, and it took several hours for him to pass. So we were all hoping that we might be able to check and see if he's with Amelia and if he's okay. Okay. Oh, that must have been so hard for you guys. Yeah, we're just, 
we're very lucky because this part of the country, we have really good large animal vet care, mm. and the vet was able to just hang out with him, and, you know, they were very gentle and very kind. But we wanted to make sure that he was okay and that he's with Amelia. Oh, good. Okay, let me get him. He's big and beautiful and black, right? Yeah. Both him yeah. and Amelia were big and black. Hold on. Let's get Ben. They don't need to worry about me anymore. Oh. You have no idea what it's like here. It's light pot, like Potbelly Pig Manor, but we're all thin, and none of us have arthritis. No. And we all can see really well and smell really well. And our favorite people are here. And they're always giving us yummy food. And we all run around and play together. My passing actually wasn't that bad. It sort of gave me time to get used to heaven. And it gave me time to let go of my suffering. I wasn't scared. It was helpful. And I want them to know that here on the other side, Potbelly Pig Manor survives. Oh, my God. And there's lots of funny. (laughs) And all the animals are healthy. So what he's saying, really, which is quite amazing, is that in the purest form of, like, whatever you guys can imagine, you know, what's the best way a pig should live in their life, like what, how their body and their food intake and how they should be taken care of, is mirrored in heaven. And so their heaven is very similar to Potbelly Pig Manor. And when he says all our favorite people are here, you know, oftentimes our animals that have passed away talk about seeing us in heaven. And what he's saying is that his caregivers who were at, at Potbelly Pig Manor are in heaven with him. And okay. playing with him and taking care of him. And that's like, I believe that's a piece of us that's actually there with him rather than like angels pretending to be with us or him living in the past. I didn't know that. That's very interesting. Yeah. The other thing that I found amazing is because I have known some animals that have that problem with the euthanasia and the heart failure and that it can be really traumatic for both people and animals. But what was really interesting about Benjamin is that he's, it was, the veil was so thin during his passing, and he was able to sort of go in between worlds during that time. And so it actually gave him the ability to easily, like, I almost want to say it float to heaven, rather than, like, it to be a shock, like, oh, no, I'm alive, and then I'm dead. And, like, so it's almost like that had to happen for him in order to, in order to get really, get the idea of what heaven is like. Wow. Yeah. So when when they're that sick, like at the end, they're not really fully present in their bodies anyway, right? Uh, It really depends on the animal. Some are. It's like some people, you know, they can be very present in their pain and they can be very grounded. Um, But other times they are sort of drifting in and out and they're not really attached to their body. I remember I was learning the Tellington Touch, which is a massage for the animals. It's yeah, phenomenal. I know that too, yeah. And I, when I was learning it, I had an elderly dog who was, you know, and I was saying to Linda Tellington-Jones, you know, how much, how much awareness do you want to bring to a body that's in pain, which is sort of like the same idea of what you're saying, like you, you don't really want to bring them too present to their pain. Right. But it, it really depends on the animals, like, what they want. And, you know, some want to be very grounded until they leave and other times. But typically, the three days before an animal passes, the veil, or even any being passes, the veil is much thinner, and they'll be able to see their old friends coming to visit wow. them. The same with That's people. Awesome. Yeah, so oftentimes people will make the decision to help their animal pass 
and then all of a sudden their animal seems to sort of like recuperate and like start like doing all these things that they used to do and they people think that their animal is getting better but what's actually happening is the veil is thinner they're getting more touched by heaven and that's fueling them in order to do the things they love to do before they pass again right Aw, but thank you for all that you do for the pigs and for sweet benjamin it's so beautiful thank you you have no idea the comfort that brings to know that he's okay because what we see I, I mean, we pretty, we were pretty sure that what we were seeing was probably not what he was experiencing, but mm. it brings so much comfort to know that they're okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, like, it's interesting, like, his body was doing something, manifesting something. His, he was in a dream world. So, yeah. like, I don't see him in pain during that situation. So I wouldn't say that all animals are like that. I have known some that have done that way that have it has been painful. Right. Yeah. And it's so beautiful to be able to see the rescue through the animal's eyes. I always find that like the most amazing to me is when I see the humans and the rescue organization through the animal's eyes and when that manifests is their heaven on the other side. That is so amazing. At Potbelly Manor, it is all about the animals starting at 4 o'clock in the morning when Audrey gets up and feeds. It's all about the animals. <laughs> so great. So amazing. Thank you, Anne, so much for being okay. on our show. Thank and you. Um, we will have all your information on our uh, website as well at thepetpsychic.com. So thank you so okay. much. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks. That was uh, that was Anne from Potbelly Manor. Again, their website is potbellymanor.org. Maybe you could uh, adopt or foster, um, you know, a pig or any other animal if you want to go on their website, or you can even gift it maybe as a gift for the holidays. That would oh, be that's a nice a good gift. idea. Yeah. So uh, check them out, and we're gonna get to some callers. Um, I'd like to try and. Uh, I don't want to say rush, but I want to get on as many callers as we can. So our next caller is, let's see, we got Lori with Nellie, the Cocker Spaniel, who's blonde and uh, eight years old. And they think they might be seeing some spirits in the house. Ooh. So, Lori? Yeah. Hi there. Uh, welcome to the show. Tell us oh, what uh, what's going on with Nellie and what is uh, what are they seeing? Well, I think it's affecting all my animals, but my granddaughter actually saw it a month ago, a female. And I thought I had prayed and asked, you know, the angels to take her and stuff like that. I thought she was gone, but my husband said that Nellie was um, looking and had her hair standing up uh, like something in our garage while he was putting uh, clothes in the dryer. And I was just wondering if there is something still here. Okay, yeah. How old is your granddaughter? She's nine. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was kind of spooky to her. And they didn't, my daughter-in-law didn't make a big deal about it while they were here. But she texted me later and told me what my granddaughter had seen. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Because I haven't had any inclination at all. Right. Well, sometimes things can be passing passing through. And also that age, like the like children and going into teenagers, um, spirits are attracted to that age. So yeah, often I was wondering. Those children, you yeah, see them. Um, I saw spirits at that age, too. Didn't oh, did scare you really? Me, yeah, it didn't scare me, though. I just thought it was normal. <laughs> but everybody saw spirits. Um, okay, let's get let's get Nellie and ask her what she thinks. And she's a Cocker Spaniel, and she's blonde, yes. right? Uh-huh. Okay, right. Hold on. Yeah, I have seen something. It kind of floats higher than the floor. And she always has a book with her. And she's writing. She's taller. She's taller than a child, but younger than an adult. She's always writing, but she never sees us. She doesn't notice that we're here. And she's in the room with the table, 
Is that like a, maybe a dining room or something or like a breakfast room? Well, the funny thing is I thought she was in my spare bedroom because that's where my granddaughter actually made eye contact with her. Oh, she made eye contact. That's interesting. Yeah, and, and then the spirit went back into my spare bedroom. That's what she said. Well, that's interesting. So Nellie's saying that it doesn't make eye contact with her. Oh, okay. So, um, like she, oh, that's so interesting. Okay. Because um, she maybe even sounds like a teenager, right? If she's, if she's not, if she's not a child, but not, but she's younger than an adult. Right. But she's what? always writing something, which is interesting, or reading something. She has like a book with her. That is interesting. Yeah. Um, because we're the only owner. You don't know anyone who's passed away that would have passed away in their teenage years, or yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, my stepdaughter, my husband's daughter, passed away when she was thirteen. Oh, maybe that's who it is. Mm, I would hope that she had moved on. Well, it doesn't mean that she hasn't moved on. It doesn't mean that she's not that she's trapped just because she can be seen. Hmm. You know, she could still just be coming around to see what the family is doing and the veil is just thinner for for your granddaughter and your um uh, dog, you know? So Uh-huh. Um I just got chills by the way. You did? Oh, <laughs> that's interesting. That is um, it's, it's very interesting. Uh and maybe the whole thing too about her floating because you know how mm-hmm. Nellie said, like, she's not really ground, she's not, like, walking on the ground. I mean, maybe that's also her trying to say, like, I am elevated. Like, I am, like, I am a spirit. I'm not, like, a confused spirit who's still walking on this oh, realm. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I just wanted to make sure that it wasn't uh, anything negative or anything I should worry about. So anything negative at all. I don't get anything negative at all. I mean, it can be confusing for the dog. So, like, you might see, like, when the dog, like, stare at something or, you know, like, it just might be, like, what is it? You know, let's ask Nellie. Right. Okay. Sometimes the girl just sits with us. I'm not scared of her. I'm not scared of her at all. I'll ask oh. Nellie to I'll ask Nellie. Do you want me to ask Nellie to ask her anything? Like Yeah. Maybe she could ask the spirit. Um um I could do it myself, but this is a pet psychic show. So I yeah. think <laughs> we should have Nellie ask um ask her if there's a message that she wants to give you all. If Nellie feels comfortable with that. Oh, that would be wonderful. I feel comfortable, Nellie says. <laughs> if you tell my mom I want cereal and milk. Oh. Do you, Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> Do you share your cereal with her sometimes? Well, my husband might. I don't, but he might. Do you share cereal with Nellie? Yeah. She then, said yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> She's like bargaining. The girl says to me that she's not scared. Oh, good. Is she related to us? She wants to say that there are flowers where she is. And she sees them and smells them. I do. And she wants us to know that she's smart and that her body is all healed. Um, did you say that it's your husband's da- daughter? Yeah, she was killed in a car accident. Um, so by saying that her body is all healed, if he uh-huh. had her after the car I- incident and was shocked by that, she wants him to know that her body is is like it should be. Oh, and, wonderful. And that the flowers, I don't know if he ever, like, maybe put flowers for her somewhere or did something with flowers for her. Because, um, I mean, it could just be that she's saying that she's in a beautiful place that has flowers. 
But it could okay. also be that if he ever did something with flowers, she's saying that she she knows that he did that. Oh, wonderful. Wow. Wonderful. That is awesome. Yeah. Well, that's good. Then I don't have to worry about it. and i just been praying about it, so I thought, well, I'd better call and at least find out if it's negative or something I should be, really be worried about. Well, she's positive. You can even just welcome her, you know, and say, cause exactly. you're not, not stuck. You know, I think it's really nice that she's there with you guys. I think so, too, and that's why I've always welcomed loved ones back into my home that have passed. You know, I just didn't want anything negative in here. So. Right, yeah, no, not negative at all. Thanks for calling in. Well, happy birthday, and thank you so much. Thank Thanks, you. Lori. Thank you. Wow, that was a neat call. That was a neat call. That's so nice, I think. I really, as soon as she said oh, it was the um, stepdaughter or whatever, um, I got chills. You did? I never, you know that's that happened? never happened that before, I swear to God. I think the stepdaughter gave you chills. That's Cause I'm crazy. Saying, I'm saying it's a pet psychic show, so she's like, I'll get in touch with I then instead. <laughs> I know. Maybe we'll have. You know, it's funny that we have to ask the animals. I, I like that. You're like, well, it's a pet psychic show. It's like playing telephone. Okay, so we have. Uh, we only have a few minutes, so we got to kind of go through the calls. And I really wanted to get to um, one of our regulars in the chat room, Safe Pet Haven, with uh, Robert. Hi, hello, Safe Pet. Yes. Hi, so tell us what's going on with Robert. I know there's been a lot happening. Yeah, he's um he's still with us, but he is deteriorating a lot. He was di- diagnosed um with diabetes uh maybe 2 months ago. Uh and up until he lost weight very very quickly over a very short period of time and kind of was listless. He had never had a sick day in his whole life other than the trauma that brought him to me, and what does he look and like? had his eyes removed? Okay, but there was no he's illness for years. He's a and years cat, and years. though, right? He's a cat that he has, has a white, no... short-haired cat with a pink nose. With a pink nose, and no, and so he had his eyes removed. And so, what exactly do we want to ask him? Well, he's just do not feel? doing well with the diabetes levels. Um, his insulin will be somewhere between eighty and then swing up to seven hundred and back. And no matter what dosages we've tried on him, they just he just can't stay stable. And it doesn't, you know, it makes him not feel good. And what kind of food are you feeding him? Because the food could have something to do with it, too. Well, he's he was always on ID, both dry and canned, because, oh. you know, that's what the household needs. Yeah. And he did well on that. And then once he was diagnosed with the diabetes, it was recommended that he go on WD. Even I mean, it's not for weight control, but just for some reason that seems to be what they put diabetic cats on. And, and is he on? Is he free fed? Well, he gets rations when he gets his uh, injections, and then he has access to he, to food, you know, during the day. And oh, he's, he's a nibbler. He no longer eats a lot anymore. He used to until the diagnosis would just pig out until it was gone. Um, but now he just. You know, he he's eager to eat. He still has an appetite, which I'm grateful for, but he just doesn't but, yeah. eat much at a time. Okay. But so, he acts like um, he just doesn't feel well. I'm going to ask him, but just so you know, too, is that my cat also has diabetes. And one of the things that has really helped her keep her sugar level stable is uh, colostrum. And so I give her a capsule of colostrum once once to twice a day. Mixed in with so, the food or, or pill it? If he's a good eater, you can mix it in with his food. Okay. I peel it for her, but um, but if he's a good eater, I would mix it in. And some cats really love colostrum. Okay. But it's been it's helped her and it's helped her pancreas, and so um, that might be something you want might want to try with him. Okay. Um. Well, right uh, now okay. he's you know he's he's starting to lose his fur. Um. And he. Yeah. Let me uh, ask him. If he's how he's feeling. Okay. Yeah, I just don't think it's Robert, a cute name for kitty cat. Well, he might respond to Wabut. W-A-H-B-U-T-T. That's that's what he seems to respond to instead of Robert. (laughs) Mm -hmm. He says he kind of feels like he shakes a lot. Yeah. 
I don't like the way I feel. I feel dizzy a lot of the time. And other times I feel really nauseous. Mm-hmm. I don't know what would make me better. But I really need some different kind of help. Because I feel bad a lot of the time. I know. I like soft bedding. It looks like something fleece. He is on fleece, and he had some regular pet, the soft round pet beds, and they're in the yeah. laundry, so I put down the fleece blankets. In yeah, the he likes layers. that. Yeah. And I like to smell plants. Smell I would like plants? To, I would like to eat plants. Oh, I'm sure he would. Which, which is interesting, too, because when he said that, I saw... Soil and then that made and soil's a probiotic. It made me also think that Makia's also on a probiotic once a day. She's on Proviable, which you can get from the vet. You're talking about the lactobacillus. Uh, what did you say? The lactobacillus. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I would put him on that too, and and Makia, I will have to say, is doing great with her diabetes, and she this is this is what her diet is. She gets Stella and Chewies. For her diet, she gets rad cat raw, which is also part of her diet, and she gets um, colostrum once a day and a uh, proviable once a day, and every other day she gets the parsley tea mixed in with her food. Okay. And um, she's doing great. So, so Laura, we're running out of time, but uh, can we ask uh, Robert anything else, if he has anything else to say? Does he quick? feel like he wants to get better, or does he want to go? Of course I want to get better. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. But if I don't, I'll go. But, okay. Mom, you'll know, because I'll be like, get me out of here. Yeah. <laughs> can he... Can he give us a clue just to solve the mystery? What happened to his eyes the day I rescued him for for real and not just fed him in the neighborhood? What do you mean what happened to his eyes? Did he not lose them because of the diabetes? No. No, the diabetes is only two months ago. He's like nine or ten years old now. Oh, so what were they, when you got him, what, what was wrong with that? He had come around several times about every six weeks or so. He would come into my yard and, you know, just kind of hang out for a little bit, and I'd feed him. He was perfectly clean, but he was very young, like about six months old, unneutered. I did have him neutered. He said they were infected. They always stung. They were infected. They always stung. Oh, well, because they had... Ever since I'm I was sorry, go ahead. I can't ever hear you. What? He says ever since he was little, they stung. Well... Okay, well, anyway, as he was young, they were normal-sized and he could see. And about at 10 months old, he had been gone for a while and then showed up in my backyard with these eyes that were triple-sized, but they had no obvious injuries, no obvious, um, you know, wounds or anything. It wasn't, like, goofy Yeah, or I just feel them in my eyes, like, burning. I just feel, like, burning. Well, I'm sorry, ladies, I have to cut you okay. off because we're running out of time, but um, we'll all be sending um, good, you know, energy and love to Robert, so well, maybe we can all that. <laughs> yeah, so everyone, if all of our listeners could send that out to him, that would be great. Thank you so much, Safe Pet, Thank to, you. for Bye-bye. calling in. Thanks. Thank you so much. Oh, Robert. I know. We're going we're gonna to send out that positive energy healing energy and love to Robert. That's right. Everybody send it to him. Yeah, yeah. So we're kind of in between of, you know, we have 10 minutes left. So I'm going to take another call, but we kind of have to rush through it. So sorry, next caller, that we're, like, rushing you out. Um, Let's see. We have, let's see who we got here. Kim. Kim with um, Tripod, who has three legs and sounds like, He's really afraid. Um, tell us what tripod looks like. Uh, she, it's a she. Oh, she. And Sorry. she's um, all black. A little bit of um, salt and pepper on her neck. She's um, her style of body is like a big chihuahua, but she's not a chihuahua. And she's got these little ears that fold over. They're just 
absolutely adorable. And what's and going on with her? She is a rescue, um, and I am her current foster. We don't know what her background is, so we don't know how she lost her leg, and she's got lots of scars on her body. So we wanted to see if we could find out what her background story is, why she's so afraid of everything, and then if we could just communicate with her that we are still trying to find her a permanent home. Okay, it's kind of sad, actually. She said that she feels like she's choking all the time, that she feels like there's something tight around her neck, and that she feels like she's choking and they cut off her leg. So let me ask her why they cut it off and who cut it off. Oh, the doctor okay. cut it off. The doctor cut it off, okay. Because it was hurting me. How did it hurt you, Teresa? What happened to you? I got run over by an old lady stroller. I think a scooter. Like, oh. Yeah, it ran me over. And I'm scared because I feel like I'm choking all the time. You know what's interesting about that is I actually think she needs an adjustment because sometimes when they're out at the atlas, their neck is, like, tilted a little bit, and it can cause, it can actually feel like you are choking. She does look at you at at an angle all the time. Oh, she does? I would bring her to a chiropractor and get her atlas and neck adjusted, and you might be surprised that. Fear might go away because when the neck is tilted like that and the atlas, that can affect the nervous system. Okay. Because I'm actually really brave, she says. Yes. I know these people are good. I know a good one when I see it. And this is a good one. And is she going to keep me? Aww. Or you're a foster, right? You're gonna. You're I am keep, a foster. Yeah, we're just trying to get her adjusted so that she could go in a home because she has been so terrified that she hasn't. She spent about three months under a bed at her first foster. I can go in a home once I get to know everybody. I'm good. It's interesting too when their behavior and the things that they say to me can be a little bit kind of seem a little different because when I talk to her, she actually seems really confident. So um, it might just be that she needs to get adjusted. Oh, will that you, would be fantastic. Yeah, will you call us back and let us know what happens okay. when you do that? Okay. I would love to hear. And and she and so she knows that she isn't permanently with me. Yeah, I know. Okay. I understand everything you say. Oh, that's good. You tell she me all the like time I'm safe. She what? She What'd says you, you tell her all the time that she's safe and she'll be taken care of. Yes. And I believe her because I know a liar when I see one. It's <laughs> funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. Thanks, Kim. And thank thanks, Tripod. You. Okay, thank you so much. I'll keep you in touch. Yeah, keep in touch. I think Aww. she should be called. I think she should be called Princess Tripod. Princess Tripod. You know, I think she should have named like another name. Yeah. Like you can keep Tripod too, but give her another name that says that she's really special. Yeah, yeah. Princess <laughs> Tripod. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> she's funny. Uh, okay, so now it's time for words of wisdom. By Ooh. Stormy, Storm King, and Friends. Okay. So, our, we got producer Storm King. I want to do Serafina today because Serafina's been sitting in the room with me next to the computer the whole time. Oh, so okay. I, and Serafina's my all gray cat. Mm-hmm. Okay, Serafina, you think you get to do words of wisdom today, honey? What do you want to say for words of wisdom? Everybody's learning a lot about animals, and that's good. So what can you tell somebody some words of wisdom about that? Just be patient with yourself. You'll get it. Just keep thinking you want to try, 
and the more and more you do it, the more your animal will understand you and you will understand your animal. I know this because all my pet sitters try it on me. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Anything else? That makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? You know, like, like you can try hard, but like be patient with yourself. Like your animal will get it. Just keep up it, keep up with it. And, you know, the more you do it, the more you'll be able to understand each other. Definitely. I mean, I have, I have those issues where I feel like I'm not patient enough and I just go, oh, I'm not a pet psychic. They can't hear me. No, you know what? I, I've been really impressed with you because I'll say to you sometimes, do you want me to talk to your animals? And you'll be like, no, I did it already. <laughs> That's awesome. Like you totally are feeling like so confident in it. Oh, yeah. No, I really, i getting better. I think doing this show and, you know, working with you so much has really taught me a lot. And I feel like they understand what I'm saying, but I... Sometimes I'm not patient with myself, mm. and like Serafina is saying, and I'm not seeing, you know, I'm not accepting that I understand that it's actually happening. Mm, it's so I need to give myself a little bit more credit is what I'm saying. Yeah, be patient with yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. Serafina, what do you think you should tell I about what she's saying? Tell her to look in the mirror and believe. <laughs> Okay, I oh, will. Thanks, yeah, Serafina. Anything from Storm King? Storm King, what about you? Words of wisdom. You know, Storm King's like our producer of this segment, so you know we got to have him on. And well, you know what? I have to tell if I can tell a little story about Stormy real fast. Is yeah. Stormy's been like saying, like he said the other day. I was I was talking to my friend and. And he says, I want you to tell her something for me. And I said, well, what is it? And he says, he says, um, I'm not going to say her name, but he says, I want you to tell her that I hope that she's always our friend. And if she ever doesn't want to be our friend anymore, I hope she makes another decision. Like, meaning I hope she changes her mind. Yeah. And I was like, why, why do you think? Stormy would say that to you, I said to my friend, you know, and I was like, were you thinking about not being somebody's friend? And then she said that there was somebody in her book club that they were thinking about kicking out of the book club <laughs> and that that bad person's not their friend anymore and they should kick them out of the book club. <laughs> and But she she said that she wasn't thinking about that at all around Stormy, but before she met us, she was thinking about it. Whoa. What blew me away about that is the is that the animals can pick up the things that are like really like a big part of our lives, like things that we are thinking about over and over, even when we're not thinking about them at that that exact time. So wow. somehow all those things are like circling around our aura or energy field for lack of a better word. I wonder, is that a lot for the animals? It seems like that means they take on so much of our stuff. That is exactly what I thought, too. Exactly what I thought. And also the other day, I got really frustrated with a friend of mine. And I haven't been, I haven't gotten angry at a friend in like a really long time. And I got really angry at him. And when I I had to write an an email saying how angry I was, and I was like, 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 I was like, like, so upset, like, I could feel myself, like, brewing, you know? Yeah. And um, at the end, I was like, I have to say something nice, you know, I have to say something nice. So I was like, I hope you find peace or something. I can't remember. It was something like that, you know? And um, so then the next day, I was out with my mom and dad, and my dad was talking to one of his workers, and my dad was getting, like, all fired up. And he was, like, kind of yelling a little bit at his worker, you know? And when he got off the phone, I was like, Dad, yeah, you didn't need to be, like, that fired up. You could have been kind of, you know, nicer. And my dad was like, no, you don't understand. That's all I have to deal with these people. And (laughs) Bernie goes, just say, peace be with you, man. I was like, what? 
He's like, peace be with you, man. <laughs> and oh, you know, find peace. And <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Well, we run out of time. And uh, just wanted to say, uh, listen to us next week on Pet Psychic Radio here on blogtalkradio.com. Thanks, everyone. After the animals. Bye.